Today's episode is sponsored by Feather. Feather provides digital marketing tools and strategies for nonprofits of all shapes and sizes, including the Humane Society of North Central Florida. Stick around for the break to hear how Feather powered their $300 digital ad campaign that raised nearly $6,000 in just one day. Hey, I'm John. And I'm Becky. And this is the We Are For Good podcast. Nonprofits are faced with more challenges to accomplish their missions and the growing pressure to do more, raise more, and be more for the causes that improve our world. We're here to learn with you from some of the best in the industry, bringing the most innovative ideas, inspirational stories, all to create an impact uprising. So welcome to the good community. We're nonprofit professionals, philanthropists, world changers, and rabid fans who are striving to bring a little more goodness into the world. So let's get started. Hey, Becky. Favorite friend alert in the house. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We are so inspired by the person that we have on the podcast today. It's such an honor to have Jeannie Barsom here with us today. And let me just tell you about Jeannie. We met her in the We Are For Good community. And I remember she came in and introduced herself and we were smitten from the second that we met her. Because she doesn't follow the typical archetype of a person in nonprofit but she has a backstory and a passion and an expertise that is completely going to revolutionize our sector. And that is what we're so delighted to talk to Jeannie about today. So she found, she's the founder and CEO of Gifting Brands. And it's a new startup nonprofit that is really taking the e-commerce and the shopping world by storm. And it really is following this really amazing career that Jeannie had. So before she was a nonprofit, she was leading Oh, let's just casually throw out some of these I brands know, that I she's been leading, right? <laughs> I mean, Gap, Michaels, Talbots, Signet, uh, Zales. She was leading the global team for this. And she now is channeling that expertise and channeling that passion into taking inventory that is getting thrown away by many of these big retailers that it's kind of this dirty secret. They and throw away Louis Vuitton. I didn't know that. so Right? When it doesn't sell. So she is channeling that by creating a marketplace where these e-commerce brands can gift that inventory and then it can be resold and all the profits go to charity. So Jeannie is a disruptor. She is the kindest individual. She is a networker and she has got an incredible story. And we're just so delighted to have her here. She just welcomed her first grandchild this year and we've been rooting for a long on the side, but she lives in Dallas, Texas. So not too far from us, but Jeannie, welcome to the podcast. We are delighted you're here. Thank you so much. And I'm just as delighted to be here. You know, I I don't know how I stumbled across your podcast months ago and immediately connected with you guys. And for me, not coming out of the nonprofit world and coming out of the retail industry, I started this nonprofit knowing nothing about nonprofits other than I was on a nonprofit board and volunteering. It's been amazing. And I just can't tell you how much you guys have actually uh, you know, made a difference in what we're doing. Um, so I'm thrilled to be here. You were on my bucket list. <laughs> oh my God. You're too kind. Jeannie, take us back. We want to hear your story. You know, take us back to kind of your career and what led you to wanting to start this and some of the seminal moments along the way. This may take a long time because I've been actually been in the retail industry for over 30 years. Um, I started out when I was in college working at a department store and I worked my way up and then became a buyer right when I graduated from college because I, they let me be an assistant buyer while I was still going to college because I went to night school. Um, and so I worked for some amazing companies, as you said, like Gap Inc. and Limited Brands and um, 
Yeah, I actually worked for Target Corp when Mervyn's was still around. Um, so I've worked some amazing companies and amazing people. Um, one of the things that you know you don't know about me is that my husband, at, we've been married 34 years, he became a stay-at-home dad and let me have the career. Um, and so I was able to rise up to an executive level. I was a senior vice president for probably the last 15 years um, at different companies. And um, he took care of our two kids. Because of that as well, you know, when you get it, retail is, it, it's a lot of travel, it's a lot of work, and I didn't have time to volunteer. And so I always regretted that. I mean, I loved at Gap, we would do, you know, one day a, a year, we would all volunteer at the soup kitchen or wherever. But I really felt, I knew in my heart that wasn't enough and that I'm, you know, I'm a Christian, I'm supposed to be doing good, I'm supposed to be serving others. And um, it wasn't until I actually lost my job at sales. So what happened was we got bought out by Signet. Corp, which owns Kay and Jared. And I stayed on for two years in the same role, but then my position was eliminated and I knew it was happening. So I started thinking about how, what can I do differently? How do I want to, you know, do I want to retire? I thought back to the time when at Zales, when we got bought out by Signet Group, um, we had about a million dollars of excess jewelry. And it was jewelry that was, you know, we may have only had a hundred pieces of a style and we didn't want it. We had over a thousand stores across the U.S. and Canada. And um, we pulled all this excess jewelry that we didn't want anymore in our stores. And I was trying to think of a way we could give it away to charity. We knew we were going to write it off. And um, back then, cash for cars was really big. You could turn in your you know, car, you could designate a charity. When it got sold, the money would go to charity. And I thought there's got to be something out there in the retail industry for whether it's you know apparel or handbags or jewelry or even clothing. And there wasn't anything out there. So fast forward again, I didn't do anything with it. And then I started, I volunteered on some boards and I was on the board of the family place, which is a domestic, the largest domestic violence shelters in Texas. And I was in charge of the long range planning committee because of my background in the financial inventory planning, et cetera. And it takes, you don't know if you're going to make your yearly goals from a financial standpoint to the last three weeks of the year. You know, everybody waits till December to donate. And so I realized there's got to be a better way that we can fundraise for charities. And about that same time, there were big news reports out there of brands like Burberry or Louis Vuitton or H&M or even Nike that were destroying or burning their inventory and putting them in landfills because they didn't want to compete with their higher priced inventory. So they didn't want to sell to a Ross or TJ Maxx or sell it at deep discounts because it then changes the, you know, the value of their, their new inventory. And so there was no solution out there for brands as well. And I've been in the retail industry having the same issue when I was at um, Zales, we didn't want to sell it to a Ross or TJ Maxx. I started researching to see if there was a way we could start our own organization, our own nonprofit that where we could take that inventory, I knew the inventory was amazing. People would want to buy it. And so I was able to get a 501c3 and start gifting brands. So we're actually a retail marketplace. Um, we're just really getting started because of COVID. We had some, you know, a lot of people didn't have inventory. The businesses were closed down. 
So really, this is kind of our breakout year. But we've got some amazing brands who've donated. We have Baccarat, which is a beautiful, you know, they have beautiful crystal, but they have handmade crystal out of France uh, jewelry. And they've donated a significant amount of inventory for us. Just got new new inventory. It's not even on the website. We just got a big delivery from Talbot's. We've got inventory coming from Ann Taylor Loft, Charles and Covard, Tori Richard. I mean, some amazing products. Most of what we have is jewelry right now. We do have men's shirts, but we're so excited. Um, I've been chosen to speak at a Women in Retail Leadership Conference where there's going to be 450 women leaders in the retail industry from all the major brands. And I get to tell them about gifting brands and how they can make a difference. You know, everyone can be a philanthropist, whether you're a customer and you're buying, choose to buy from companies that give back and are making a difference with whether it's the environment or giving back to charity, you know, for these brands. And and Baccarat has been a great partner with us. They've told us they're in it for the long run. They believe in what we're doing. They even want, when they have their new launch of their new jewelry line, they're going to give us some new, brand new inventory as well. And because they're a luxury brand, they're going to be the brand voice for us and tell other luxury brands that we now are a solution for these brands. So they don't have to burn their inventory or destroy it and they can make a difference. I mean, in a five-year period, there was over just a few of those brands that I mentioned, over $650 million of inventory was destroyed. And I know the number is much bigger than that, but even that 650 million, that could have fed 4 million people or provided clean water for over 40 million people. So the impact is huge that we can all make. And I'm just thrilled to be able to do to use my skill set. And uh, instead of retiring, uh, do something that I love to do, which is retail. And um, and I, you know, I'm a connector, like Becky said. I love to connect people and and help and um, give the people an opportunity to help as well. And this is a great way to do it. I mean, you're just the greatest human. It's the greatest story. It, there is nothing better for us then when people emerge out of the community and sort of lift up and connect with us and say, oh, I have this incredibly unique skill set and I'm going to fuse that with my passion and I'm going to change the world. Like the fact that you understood how to offload this inventory in such a meaningful and productive way is wonderful. The way that you're threading story through it is wonderful. And I heard so many of our core values in there, John. I mean, clearly you have made believers out of Baccarat. If they're already thinking that we're in for the long haul, they're already playing that long game. So, you know, I read something the other day, I was visiting with a friend that, you know, women are not looking at shoes as much anymore because we're on Zoom culture, but the jewelry industry is skyrocketing because women want to wear these statement pieces on Zoom. And so I'm just so thrilled, Jeannie, that you have found this space. You are using your platform for good. And the fact that you have built it on the things that matter to you, the women and children, which I just want to like pause on that for a second, because you built this nonprofit and you're fun all of this uh, revenue into these causes that mean something to you. Talk to me about why you decided to do that and how you pick your charities. So I, you know, I chose charities that I had a relationship with or that I really believed in. And um, one of them, the family place, which I was on their board, as I said, 
it's a sad story, but um, it's true in this in the world that domestic violence is rampant and it got worse during the pandemic. So Theo Killian um, was one of the first African-American CEOs. He is my mentor. He is an amazing man. I met him years ago, 30 years ago, when I was a buyer at Limited Brands for Lane Bryant, and he was our head of HR. Theo actually went through a charity called A Better Chance when he was a kid going into college. And they're an amazing organization. And Theo would tell you that when you get a hand up like that, where they they were able to help him go to a prestigious college, you change a generation and generations around you. And Theo is the nicest man in the world. He has then gone on to, and he's on our advisory board as well. I call him probably every few weeks. Um, He's amazing. But Theo not only gives back, he's now the chairman of the board for A Better Chance, but he was on the board of Express. He's on the board of Torrid. He was on the board of board of um, Taylor Brands, which owns Men's Warehouse. I mean, this guy is way up there and has really made a difference. And you know, the one thing I loved about Theo when he was head of Zales, he knew everyone's name, even the people in the warehouse, and he knew their stories. And he's just an amazing human being. And he helped inspire me to do this as well. And then going on to the other charity that I chose. So that was one of the charities we chose. Um, The other charity was the family place. Um, And this is the sad story. So Theo's executive secretary, her name is Christy. And Christy was amazing. And no one knew this about her, but she was uh, estranged from her husband. She was separated. And Her husband came to a birthday party when she was at her, I believe it was her parents' house with her two children, and he shot her in front of the family and then shot himself. And so you never know. It can happen to anyone. You know, getting the word out there about domestic violence and about the services that a place like the Family Place does, they actually go into the schools and talk to kids about what domestic violence looks like. What are the signs? Because, you know, even people, you know, in dating when they're young, they don't know what that looks like, what an abuser could look like. And so that one's near and dear to my heart because of Christy. I want to make, help make a difference and help raise money so they can get it into more schools. I mean, they're just getting into the Dallas schools with their uh, program. And um, it's, it's an amazing organization. So I, I choose ones that are near and dear to my heart. The story, John, the ripples. Yeah. And I'm like, can you see why we just love Jeannie? I'm just so curious because obviously your passion runs so deep. And I love that it's not just the passion just for the impact because I think that not it's easy, but it's it's easy to get passionate about that. But you also have this passion for helping turn retail for good and solving some of these big problems that no one had an answer to. You know, so talk with me about this innovative approach. I mean, what what does it look like to have this inventory philanthropy model? I don't even know if that's the right term for it, but what is that? And how did you kind of break it down? Because we talk all the time about people leaning into impact and how are these corporations showing impact? And you were smart enough to thread that all together. So break it all down. It's actually pretty simple. We call it a three-sided marketplace in that it's kind of circular. We partner with brands then we partner with consumers, and then we give back to charity. So it's a full circle. So we reach out to brands and they donate their excess inventory. 
We have a website called giftingbrands.com where consumers get to go shop and make a difference and um, choose the charity or the cause that they want to support. And so they get to be a philanthropist as well. So anyone can do that. And then we give back to charity and we don't just give money to charity. We also, the charities that we work with when they have their big galas, I mean, you know how hard it is to get great products for galas and it gives the brands exposure that they may not have gotten before. Plus, I mean, you know, brands don't always like the thousands of, you know, charities calling them for product, right? Well, we, they, all they have to do is work with us and we give them the product and they get to um, auction it off and raise money that way as well. And so that's how it works. So when you shop, we give. Hey friends, this episode is presented by Virtuous and they just happen to be one of our favorite companies. Let me tell you why. You know we believe everyone matters and we've witnessed the greatest philanthropic movements happen when you see and activate donors at every level. And here's the thing, Virtuous created a fundraising platform to help you do just that. It's much more than a nonprofit CRM. Virtuous is committed to helping charities reimagine generosity through responsive fundraising, which is simply putting the donor at the center of fundraising, growing giving through personalized donor journeys, and by helping you respond to the needs of every individual. We love it because this approach builds trust and loyalty through personalized engagement. Sound like Virtuous may be a fit for your organization? Learn more today at virtuous.org or follow the link in our show notes. Hey friends, are you ready to take your digital engagement to the next level, but kind of feel stuck about where to start? Let us introduce you to Feather. Feather is an amazing tech startup focused on making nonprofit outreach more impactful by connecting you to your audience, wherever they are online. From fundraising to program awareness, they've got you covered. And rather than tell you, we just wanted to show you. For years, the Humane Society of North Central Florida has participated in a local online giving day called The Amazing Give. It's a competitive landscape for donations. So in 2021, the Humane Society knew they needed to stand out in order to maximize donations. For $300 in ad spend, their retargeting ads brought 119 visitors to their Amazing Give donation page and generated nearly $6,000 in donations in just one day. With Feather, a small amount of ad spend can go a long way. Learn more about their solutions for nonprofits at feather.co. That's feather without the last e.co. Now let's get back to this amazing conversation. It's just such a great model and you know I I want you to tell our listeners, you know, how can people get involved with gifting brands? And and we want to know your dreams too. Talk about those two things. I mean, my dream is to be able to um, donate, you know, millions and millions of dollars every year, but also help the environment and save, you know, reduce the amount of inventory that goes into landfills Um, and giving brands, you know, customers want to shop with brands who, who give back. And so, you know, we're just building our new marketing team. I have Candace who just joined us, who I'm thrilled about, Um, you know, she'll help tell our story, but you know, a big brand like Baccarat, they can't go out and brag that, hey, I'm, you know, doing well. I'm, you know, look at us, look at the good we're doing, but we can do that for them. You know, whether that's, you know, customers buying, we send handwritten notes and we thank our brands and we thank the customers. You know, we can tell the story for those brands and, and let customers know, I want customers to shop with the brands that have donated to us. You know, I want them to go to Talbot's. I want them to go to Tori Richard. I want them to know that these brands are making a difference um, through their philanthropy and by giving back their inventory. 
is so ambitious just from the start, but I'm curious, where do you go next? I mean, how do you scale and what's your kind of dream for gifting brands? Well, my dream is we, we've already researched this. We'd love to, we're working on an app where we can work with brands that have races and runs like charities that have races and runs. Let's say you're doing a run for the freedom run. That's, that's something here in Dallas and you're doing a run instead of just going to your friends and family to say, Hey, can you donate $50 or hundred dollars? You have a special code that they can actually, you give to your friends and family, they shop at gifting brands. And then we give back in in a case like that, we give back 50% of all sales to your charity uh, or to your, towards your race. Um, So that's more of the future. Um, We also really want to do a huge fashion event and focus on the brands that have donated and do a big women's and men's shopping event here in Dallas. Um, You know, we're looking to potentially do that in the fall. So we just want to have fun. You know, who doesn't love to shop, right? But, but how much better can you, is it when you shop and you know that it's going back to a charity? So we just want to have fun with it. I just have to tell you, I am going back into the recesses of my mind, thinking about all of the auctions and raffles in my days of fundraising. And I can just, I have this visual and I'm sure many others that are listening are going to, this will resonate with you of just being on the phone and just trying to track down the tchotchkes and where is the made in Oklahoma brand and what board member can give us a, their log cabin for the weekend and those things. And I think about you coming in here and having the ability to gift, you know, maybe a fourth or a third of what people could, you know, gift or put into their auctions. And to me, that translates as a third of your time is saved. A fourth of your time is saved. So it's not even just the financial benefit that you're giving to nonprofits here. It's the gift of partnership. It's the gift of giving them back time. I also think it's a unique way to think about how to bring something that people want into your organization and use it for good. So I'm just so proud of you. And I love this idea. I mean, this is a baby startup. You are not even a year and a half old yet, I don't think. So we just think this is the tip of the iceberg. We really encourage everyone in our community just to go check it out, especially if you're in the event sector, work smarter, not harder for sure. But I kind of want to transition over into kind of what the lessons that you've learned starting throughout this journey. And I just have to give you a compliment because Jeannie is probably one of the most leaned in members of our community. I swear, I think you've listened to every single episode. (laughs) You are watching the pro workshops. You are in the live coaching and you're, I see you in sponge mode right now, just trying to learn as much as you possibly possibly can. What are, what are you taking away as your biggest lessons learned so far? I mean, honestly, that's why I love pro is it, you have to learn this industry is changing. Consumers are changing and you can't do things the old way, even in retail and e-commerce, it's all different. You know, it's all right. Do we do TikTok? All right, let's go, you know, let's look at all those different things that are out there and where our customer is. Again, you have to focus on the right customer but I, I'd say, you know, as a new, uh, you know, startup, whether you're in a business startup or whether you're in a nonprofit startup, you have to surround yourself with great people. And I think, you know, I early on 
asked all my friends in, that are in the industry, that are in big retail industry, yep. and asked them to either be on my board and if they were too busy on my envi- my advisory board. And I've got amazing, amazing people that I can reach out to if I don't know what to do. I'm a merchant at a heart and obviously financial. Um, so I tried to surround myself with people in areas that I was lacking that then my board could fill in the gaps for me or my advisory board. And so I continue to reach out to people that I think really, really highly of that I really think would um, would be able to help us and also, you know, love it. I mean, who doesn't love to shop, right? Well, Jeannie, tell us a little bit about your founding you know, journey, because a lot of people listening are trying to start their own thing or, you know, maybe they're in the early stages. What are some nuggets that you've learned? Because you're so wise. Yeah, a lot. You know, I, I had fits and starts in that, and, and we've pivoted in that I started the journey in 2018. And I think we actually got our 501c3 in 2018, but knew that we still then had to build our website. We needed product. You know, we weren't just all of a sudden you know, running. So between 2018, 2019 was really the strategy, getting the board, getting all everything that we needed to be successful, just like we were, because we're operating just like a retail company. So we happen to be a nonprofit, but we're competing against all the other retailers out there. So we wanted to make sure that we were doing that right. Um, and our launch year was going to be 2020 in the fall of 2020. And we were, our, our focus in the spring of 2020 was reaching out to brands for inventory. Well, guess what? COVID happened. Everybody closed down. Nobody was even in the office and nobody knew what was going on with their inventory. So we kind of put it on pause and believe it or not, I actually went back to work. Um, I became the senior vice president of merchandise operations for Michael's stores, which for me is amazing because I'm, I'm also a jewelry designer by hobby. And I started my own jewelry company when I retired, which is Christy G. So if you see that on the website, we, I donate all of my jewelry to gifting brands, but I went back to work at Michael's. During the pandemic, and I, you know, I never met anybody. Everything was by Zoom. Um, so I guess my advice is do what's right. I I realized that we weren't going to get any headway. I might as well go back to work. That helped me pay for gifting brands because it's not it's costs money to start a e commerce business, and so it allowed me to be able to fund it myself without having to go out and ask for money. But for me, I felt like it was a blessing, you know, here, this great job, with great benefits um, during the pandemic when I was sitting at home anyway. So I went back to work and, you know, my advice to new startups is sometimes you might have to do two things. You may have to keep your job, keep your day job and then do what your passion, you know, do what you love and, and, and get to the point to where then you can go full time. So I quit my job last year in September I gave them an eight month notice to where they could hire someone and I could help train her. Um, she's amazing. And she was the head of uh, merchandising for Sam's Club. So she took over my job and um, was able to start gifting brands or restart it. So we're really looking at this year as our real launch um, because of all the problems that we had, but we didn't give up. We kept it going. You know, we I kept out there. I kept talking with people, getting people involved so that now now that they have inventory that they can donate, we're ready. 
I mean, just the scrappiness, the moxie, the passion, all of that is just converging in the most beautiful way. And the thing that it keeps reminding me, Jeannie, is I just keep thinking about your little seven-week-old grandchild, first grandbaby. And I think about the legacy that you're leaving him. I think about the more humane world that he's going to grow up in because you chose to lean into this. And so I thank you so much for that. And you've listened to the podcast enough to know we love story and we love to know about a, a, a moment or a story in philanthropy that someone felt changed. And I wonder what that story would be for you that you'd like to share today. Oh my goodness. Um, you know, I still have to reach back to Theo. You know, Theo, as I mentioned, who was the CEO at Zales, it, it really didn't hit me until we were invited when we when I was he was still CEO. We got invited to an event at a better chance where Theo was being honored. And I didn't know anything about his background. And that's what a humble guy he is. Um, and he was on stage and they had just nominated new kids who made it into the program and these, you know, young high school kids going off to a college to be able to have the opportunity and to hear Theo speak on stage about his story and his journey. I mean, he was a poor kid in West Virginia living with his grandmother, had no opportunity. He thought, you know, maybe I could go to college someday, but, you know, he had no idea that there were organizations out there that can help kids who don't, who wouldn't normally have that chance where their parents can't pay for their college. And just to see, you know, him as a human being and all that he's done for the retail industry and for people that he surrounds himself with. And, and again, he, I always quote this from him, you know, he said, if you change one kid's life, you change a generation. It affects their parents. It affects their siblings it affects their kids that they have down the future and, and makes a difference. And not only the cha- the things that they do that are world changing. And if you go back and look at an organization like A Better Chance and all these, they have a lot of CEOs that have come out of there, kids who became CEOs because of A Better Chance. And so, you know, I just want to help fund those kinds of organizations so that we can have more kids like Theo. So Jeannie, there's just this force for good coming into gifting brands and y'all are turning it around into impact. Is there something that you want to lift a story that's kind of stuck out to you or what are you working on project wise? Well, you know, going back to the, what I mentioned earlier about landfills and how that money can change, you know, lives and that 650 million could have fed 40 million people. So as I was researching charities, um, Charity Water came to mind and I really loved what they were doing. So they're one of the charities that we also support and we're currently underway of building a well in Malawi. Oh, so it costs $10,000 to build a well. It's going to make a difference because, you know, building a well, it's really the women and children that it impacts the most because the women are the ones that have to go get the water. And they're because of that, you know, they're walking miles and miles and they may not be able to go to school if they're younger. And so we really, as a board, we chose them and we're so excited and we're actually going to, we're working on a new challenge to build another well um, because, you know, water makes the difference for these people and having clean water allows the, allows them to um, be able to go to school and be able to function in a way that they haven't been able to. And so we're um, really excited about that. 
And just the dignity that it provides. And I love the story of how you threaded that with your mission to serve women and children. And you got educated on how the water crisis is impacting that population. So great story. Wonderful. Okay, Jeannie, you know how we start to wrap these conversations up. What's a one good thing you could leave our listeners with? This could be, you know, what's a mantra that's really spoke to you in life or a secret to your success? I mean, there's, I'm going to give you two. It's one, my tagline is be bold, take risks and make a difference. But also everyone's a philanthropist, whether you're a a retailer who has extra inventory, whether you're a customer who wants to buy something or give a gift. I mean, you know, giving a gift from gifting brands is a double gift. You can buy a gift for yourself and gift it to to someone in need. Um, But, you know, the other thing that I think is important is, like me, when I was, you know, rate, you know, climbing up that retail ladder as an executive woman back in the day when there weren't a lot of executive women, um, you can donate your skill set to charities. And we've got a couple of organizations that have donated their skill set and they give us five hours of marketing brain power and that will help us and that they're paying it forward and they're being philanthropists with their skill set. So you may not have $5,000 to donate to a company, but you're really good at social media. Go donate five hours a month or something. You can make a difference and help out these organizations that need help. Okay. I love that so much and such sound counsel. And I'm rewinding in my brain and thinking of all those times I went and made a major gift pitch. And if I would have put the proposal down with a hybrid ask of a financial ask and, oh, you're in the financial sector, can I get five hours of your time to sit on our auditing committee for this year. That's all I need. It's really about expanding the way that people can pour into your mission. And I love that so much because it's not just coming every time our wallets are empty. It's about coming in and saying, we value who you are as a person and the gifts you have. Thank you for what you can give financially, but there are other things that can be given here and they may even deepen the relationship even more than that financial gift. Well, uh, you know, on my way in to my, this morning to my office that is brand new, empty right now, (laughs) um, I was listening to your prior podcast and you had somebody on who was talking about the donor and how you need to connect with a donor. A donor can be somebody who's volunteering time. And I guess, guess what? They're going to be so excited about what you're doing and their impact. They're going to give as well. You know, especially this new younger age group, they want to make an impact. They don't, they want the experience They don't want to just hand money. They want to be part of it. I love that. I mean, just thank you for what you're doing to elevate. Thank you for what you're doing. I even just think of this convergence of retail and philanthropy. We're going to be watching that so closely. And, you know, despite the fact that this is such an inspiring conversation, and I hope it made everybody feel good, it really is another one of those just sort of triggers that I hope challenges your conscious consumerism and really has you thinking about when I purchase products, how can they do the most good. So this is one way to do it. Thank you, Jeannie. Let us know how people can connect with you, website, social media accounts. Where can they find you? Yeah, it's pretty simple. It's uh, www.giftingbrands.com. And we have a website and everything you need to know is on the website. You can follow us 
on Instagram, on Facebook, and I'm on LinkedIn. So please reach out to me on LinkedIn. We are working on a program where we can give a, a nonprofit a coupon code. And if they want to send out that coupon code to their email list, um, we're working on a marketing package that will help you with that and will help you raise money. Um, you just have to let your, your donors know where to shop. And we're happy to give that money back to you as well. So please reach out to us. Thank you so much, Jeannie. This has been a delight getting to talk to you today. I love you guys. You're awesome. And I just, if you have not, if this is the first time you're on the podcast, you've got to watch more and you've got to go look at We Are uh, For Good Pro. Uh, It's been such a help. It really is amazing. That's like the nicest endorsement. Thank you, my friend, for being so (laughs) vulnerable and authentic. We appreciate you. Rooting for you you always. Thanks for joining us. Today's episode was brought to you by our good friends at Auth0. With Auth0, your nonprofit can do more with a login box. Greet prospects and rabid fans of your mission with authenticity. Simply make it easier for your team to manage data. There's so much that Auth0 login experience can do. Visit auth0.org for more info. If you enjoyed this episode, we know you'll love being part of the We Are For Good community. It's like our own social network where you can find like-minded friends, ask questions, share resources, and find inspiration anytime. Sign up today at weareforgood.com backslash hello. Thanks, friends. Rabbit fans have always powered the We Are For Good podcast, but now Rabbit fans can get even more goodness and access by joining Good Friends. It's our listener support community for the We Are For Good podcast. Good Friends comes with perks, exclusive episodes with John and I, including The Good Brief, our new monthly cliff notes of the greatest takeaways and lessons learned from that month, and exclusive AMA episodes where we answer your burning questions and tap our community of experts. Join now or learn more at weareforgood.com backslash friends. We can't wait to see you inside. That's weareforgood.com slash friends.